How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the weekend edition here, a 3 o'clock show. Hope that you are doing well. Really a bad performance last night by the Kings, and they were really never in the game. And uh, I think they lost a golden opportunity without Draymond Green and without Gary Payton on the floor. But the the Warriors, I didn't even think, played that well. But I think the Kings arguably played their worst game of the season. And so now it's on the Sunday, still Sacramento with a two-games-to-one lead in this best of seven NFL news four lions of the national football league, including the first round pick from last year, Jamison Williams were among five players across the league to be suspended for violating the NFL's gambling policy after the league did an investigation. Now, uh, two receivers, uh, Quintez Cephas and safety CJ Moore have been suspended indefinitely. All right along with defensive end for Washington, Shaka Tony. They can reapply for reinstatement after one year. All right? Now, Williams, along with Stanley Berryhill, are suspended for six games each because of what they call mobile betting that occurred at the Lions facility. Now, this is unbelievable, all right? You ready for this? Jameson. Okay, the, the, the second-year wide receiver, all right, was not suspended for betting on football, but rather he violated a rule regarding the actual location in which the online bet was placed, all right? Had he been in a different location, the NFL – would have not suspended him. How stupid is that? I mean, it's just unbelievable. It really is. So anyway, that's the news uh, in the National Football League. All right, back to the game last night. Low scoring. Uh, the Kings, I mean, come on. They don't even reach 100 points. 20 points in the first quarter, 21 in the second, 31 in the third, and 25 in the fourth. All right? The three-point shooting was horrible. 11 of 47. Free throw shooting, horrible, 16 of 23. Assist to turnover ratio, horrible, 21 assists and 15 turnovers. I mean, where else do you want to go? All right? Just, I didn't think the Warriors played that well. They only shot 40%. They only shot 32% from the arc. They did have a good assist to turnover ratio, 31 to 11. But, I mean, the Kings were awful. The bench didn't do anything. The leading scorer was Mitchell with five. So they got nothing from the bench. 
Malik Monk only had four points. He was awful. He was one of nine from the field and 0 of four from distance. Kevin Herter, one of six from downtown, although he was six of 12 overall. Fox only nine of 22, including missing six of nine from downtown. Murray has been horrible this whole series. He was two of seven and one of five from three. Barnes played 34 minutes, had 17 points, but his plus minus was minus 22. Sabonis, 15 points, 16 rebounds, four assists. Not going to get it done. Not going to get it done. So now it's on the Sunday where Ryan and I will be out for watch party number four at the Daikon Korean Buffet. All right. It is in the Thomas, and we are looking forward to being out there. Remember, that is a 1230 start. All right. So uh, Daikon Korean Barbecue is located in the Thomas on 3636 North Freeway Boulevard. We'll be doing pregame, halftime, and postgame out there. So come see us. By the way, it is all you can eat Korean barbecue. All right. Daikon Korean barbecue in the Thomas. And we will be out there doing our shows. And we hope that you can come down and join us. Okay. They really have a phenomenal menu. There are many options. And again, it is all you can eat. So just remember that. All right. If you want to get in, I need a leadoff person today hit your hand icon and we'll get you right on all right let's move along and let's start off this show with zach zach welcome to the program how are you today hey not too bad um i was actually going to ask you this last time but i felt like i should probably wait one more game to get more evaluation so you probably know where i'm going as far as like keegan murray's poor performance in the series so far i mean does that worry you as like a coach or do you think he'll be fine like later on in the series or next season like where do you look at that yeah i'm not worried about him for the future i am a little worried about him for this series but in terms of you know for the future no it's his first time in the nba playoffs he's shown that he's a pretty good player and he's only going to get better so i'm not really worried about him in the future i would be a little concerned based on what i've seen in this series through three games and, you know, Mike Brown has limited his minutes, so you got to keep that in mind as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, with that, obviously, we all know that every player develops differently. I mean, some players don't start, uh, you know, displaying super superstardom until, like, their fourth year. But, I mean, I was just curious about that. And then I don't know if it was just me or maybe other people would agree, but, like, for some reason, watching that game last night, I just kind of felt bored towards the end of the third quarter. Like, it was, I was terrible. Just, out of, out it, was an, it was an awful game. I mean, it, it was a horrible game. It was poorly played by both teams. Both teams shot the ball poorly. It was an awful NBA game. Terrible. I mean, I, uh, I couldn't stand it. Yeah, it was terrible. I, I mean, it was awful. It was a horrible game. It was complete. It was, it was bad basketball. Complete opposite of the first two. And then, like, it's kind of funny. People like to rag on the refs, but I think in this series, they have called a very fair series for very fair I games. Agree. Yeah, you can't blame the refs last night. I mean, it was a blowout. The refs had nothing to do with that. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, but I, I thought last night's game was horrible. Absolutely what, horrible. What do you think's wrong with Kevin Herter? I mean, he's been in the playoffs before. Is it just the way that they're guarding him, similar to Sabonis? I don't know, but he needs to play better. I mean, he, you know, you're, he's out on the floor to make shots and, you know, and, and particularly stretching the defense. And, you know, he missed a five of six from behind the, the line. Now, it really hasn't affected the Kings that much because, you know, when Malik Monk comes into the game, 
he's been better and he was the star in game one and played well in game two. So really hasn't been that big of an issue. But on a night like last night where Monk is cold and can't put the ball in the ocean, you need Kevin Herter to be the guy and he wasn't. And do you think due to like Herter's early struggles in the series, do you think that's why Terrence Davis is playing? Because I never expected Davis to play in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I wouldn't go by last night. I, I, I don't, I don't think he's part of, you know, moving forward. I mean, last night he got his time mostly at the end of the game, right? I mean, he was on earlier, but for the most part, I don't see him being, you know, a guy that you're going to be seeing playing many minutes in the, in these games. I'd be very surprised. Yes. Yeah, same. That's all I got. Thanks, Zach. Have a good weekend. You too. All right. We got other phone calls that we're going to get to. And we say hello to uh, Connor. Hello, Connor. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I just wanted to talk about the game last night. I mean, I don't really look too much into the game. It was just one of the worst shooting performances I've seen in my lifetime. It was awful. Both teams. Terrible. I mean, the only reason why the Warriors, the only reason why the Warriors won the game is they have Steph Curry. That's it. That's it. They have Steph Curry and the Kings don't. That was the difference in the game last night. Both teams, I thought, were very poor last night. Yeah, it's not like it was just they were just missing threes that were contested and stuff. They were just missing point blank wide open threes yep. that you expect Terrible. them to knock down. So that's why I'm not too worried about that because I don't really think a performance like that would repeat again in this series. I would hope not. I mean, how often are you going to see a Kings team not score 100 points? Yeah, that's a really good point. And then obviously we saw the Golden Knights. They won last night. They got a big win. And then the Oilers have their game three tonight, so that should be fun. Yep, should be, absolutely. I'm going to look forward to watching that game. And, again, home ice means nothing, uh, so I don't think it really matters that the games are uh, in Los Angeles. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that as well. Yeah, and then did you happen to see how that perfect game for the Cubs player ended today? I did. The collision on the infield in the eighth inning. Yeah, what a way to lose a perfect game, huh? That was brutal. Yeah, you got to feel for the guy. That was just a miscommunication. That's just a horrible way to have it end. Sure is. Well, I think it would have been worse if it had been the ninth inning, you know, but, it, uh, you know, in the eighth inning, okay. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but had that happened in the ninth inning, oh, my gosh, that would have been brutal. Yeah, and then another thing, it doesn't seem like there's been a lot of coverage on it, but the NFL draft is in, like, five days. So I know us Giants fans, it's not as important as it has been in years past, but I think we still have a first-round pick, and we're looking at, like, what, wide receiver and cornerback? Yep. Well, uh, can I say this? The reason why you haven't been hearing a lot of it is because you live in Sacramento where the Kings are in the playoffs for the first time since 2006. I mean, I think most of the sports fans' attention in this particular area is centered around the Kings right now. I've been seeing a lot on the NFL draft, and I've been paying attention to it. But I understand, excuse me, I understand what you mean. I mean, here in Sacramento, it's Kings, 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 Kings right now. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of. And one of the headlines I did see was that the Texans aren't going to take C.J. Stroud because he has the same agent as Deshaun Watson. I mean, that just seems kind of. I don't understand. I I think that's I don't pay attention to anything I hear the week of the draft. I mean, I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. If the Houston Texans think C.J. Stroud is the best player on the board, it doesn't matter who the hell his agent is. That would be, you know, it would that would have no bearing on anything. The agent doesn't play. The agent doesn't is not going to keep his client from playing in the National Football League. So I, I wouldn't be worried about that at all. I mean, and last time I looked, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, 
Deshaun Watson has a $255 million guaranteed deal, okay, with the Browns. So they ought to be they ought to be sending the Houston Texans, you know, bouquets of flowers every month for allowing him to leave that franchise and go seek employment elsewhere. <laughs> That's a very good point. And then the last thing I have for you is do you think that the return of Draymond Green in game four could you obviously you know it's gonna help the Warriors on defense and everything, but do you think it could help the Kings with the fact that he's been a distraction this series and that they've won both games that he's played in? Uh, yeah, I don't think it really is going to affect the Kings and what they do. They've won two games when Draymond's been on the floor, although if Draymond had not been ejected in the fourth quarter with the game uh, close, a four-point game, maybe Golden State wins that game. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think it will help Golden State, but I don't think it's going to hurt Sacramento if that makes sense. I really don't. Yeah, that's a good point. That's all I got today. Go Oilers. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Let's move along, and uh, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And uh, why don't we say hello to Jason? Jason, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me, Grant? I sure can. Go ahead. Okay, great. Um, I was wondering if it was possible or desirable to get Fox and Mitchell on the floor at the same time, you know, maybe for some offense and to be able to yep. handle Curry. Is that – yeah, you've seen like that. They've times. been a one for ones. Okay, yeah, it seems yeah, like... no, but yeah, 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 and it's a very good question. I don't know how the exact uh, data in front of me, how often they've been on the floor together, but yeah, you'll see it, and I think you need to see it absolutely because you know I did a show with Larry Kruger this morning in the Bay Area, and he made a good point that Kerr is matching up uh, Curry with Fox, so that when Fox is on the floor, Curry's on the floor, and when Fox goes off the floor, Curry goes off the floor. And, you know, the point was it's a more favorable matchup because of Davion Mitchell. So, you know, to me, if you're uh, Sacramento, you've got to figure out a way to have Davion Mitchell play more minutes on Steph Curry during the course of the game. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and the last thing is I think in all three games, the Kings have essentially gone 1 for 10 or 0 for 10 on their first, you know, 10 threes. Um, Terrible. You, what, do you, what are the strategy? You just keep shooting? Is it something your mindset? I mean, it looks like they're open, open look, so it'd be a shame to stop shooting them. I, I don't know. What do you do? Yeah, you can't stop shooting the, the ball if you're open. I mean, if you're open and you're a shooter, you got to shoot the ball. And that's their bread and butter. That's what they did all year. They were the you know most efficient, highest scoring team in the league. You can't change things now just because it's the playoffs. Again, if you're a shooter and you have an open shot, shoot the, shoot the ball. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Grant. Hey, thank you. Have a good weekend, Jason. Take care. All right. If you want to get in on the program, just raise your hand. My thanks to everyone at Soul Street last night. It was great to meet uh, some of the folks that listen to this show and follow me on YouTube along with Ryan. Lefteris was down there, and it was a pleasure to meet Lefteris in person for the first time and enjoy talking with him last night. And there were so many other people that came down and uh, enjoyed themselves. And some people just came down to say hello and then they were on elsewhere. And I really appreciate the support. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming down to Soul Street. Uh, I know that Ryan appreciates it. I appreciate it. And I know that the, the owners of Soul Street appreciate it. So thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. And again, Sunday, uh, we will be out in the Thomas at um, uh, Daycon Korean Barbecue. And we'll be out there. Let's see, the game starts at 1230. So we'll start the pregame show at about uh, 1145. I'll be out there earlier than that setting up and uh, greeting fans when they come in there. That's all you can eat, Korean barbecue. And we're looking forward to being there on Sunday. All right. If you want to get in on the program, raise your hand uh, and we will talk to you. 
Game three goes to the Warriors, and it was not a good game by anyone. That was an that honestly was as bad as it gets. That game was awful last night. And I'm not talking about just because the Kings lost. I'm talking about that was an, a poorly played game by both teams. I mean, I, I wasn't impressed with the Warriors la- last night. Not at all. I, I was not impressed. That's why to me, and I did a rant on this today, I really believe that if the Kings lose this series, they're going to look right at game three. All right, no Draymond Green, no Gary Payton, and you get blown off the floor. Man, that is brutal, you know? Brutal. All right, we talk about the NFL draft from Connor. Most feel that Bryce Young is going to Carolina. Then the question is, what happens after that? But by all accounts, that's going to be the man. What will Houston do? All right. Are they going to go with C.J. Stroud? Will they go with somebody else? All right. Then it's Arizona. Indianapolis also needs a quarterback. Seattle. Detroit. The Raiders with the seventh overall pick. Atlanta. Chicago and Minnesota. Now, the other aspect of this draft is Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson and Trey Lance. Are they going to be changing teams leading up to the draft or on draft night? I mean, I would think if the Jets are going to trade for Aaron Rodgers, that's going to happen before round one. You would think. So we'll see. That is coming up this weekend. And Connor made a good point. You know, here in Sacramento, nobody's talking about the draft. And, and I understand. I, I, I get it. You know, I mean, your team makes the NBA playoffs for the first time in a generation. That's what people are paying attention to. So I get that. You know, it makes perfect sense to me. I personally think that the Houston Texans are going to take Will Anderson. That's what I think. So we'll see. We'll see. Now, if that happens, I could see Stroud then going four to the Colts. All right. We'll see. All right, again, I want to hear from you. You want to talk Kings, Warriors, anything else going on on this Friday? Raise your hand, uh, and we will put you right on. No show tomorrow, and again, Sunday, we'll rev it up again on location at uh, Daikon Korean Barbecue in Natomas. So tomorrow, take the day off, relax a little bit, hang out with my son, maybe hit some golf balls. We'll see. But take the day off tomorrow and then get ready for what is going to be a wild week. Sunday, Wednesday, maybe Friday, maybe Sunday again. So isn't it crazy how spread out everything is? And then you could be playing next week on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. That doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, you play on Thursday, you play on Sunday, you play on Wednesday, and now you got to play on Friday and Sunday if it goes six and seven. And Larry Kruger and I were talking about this today. You know, if you're Sacramento, you do not want seven games on your home floor. You don't want to play this team in a game seven. I'm not saying you couldn't win, but would you want to play this Warriors team 
in a winner-take-all in a game seven? I sure wouldn't. That would not be something I would be licking my chops over if I'm Mike Brown and the Kings. So that, that's another reason why I think it is imperative to win this game coming up on Sunday. Because if not, I think this series is going seven games. And I don't like that as a recipe for success. Again, yes, I could see the Kings winning against the Warriors. I get that. But you're going to, you're going to, you, are you picking the Kings over Steph Curry in a seventh game? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not picking anybody to beat the Warriors in a game seven that Steph Curry is starting in. Let's hope it doesn't get that if you're rooting for the Kings. That's why I think Sunday's game, that's the game if you're Sacramento. That's the game. If you're going to win a game in San Francisco and you had a great opportunity last night, now I think you got to point to Sunday. If you if you don't win that game, boy, you go home for a game five with immense pressure. Immense. I know there's pressure in every game, but that would be that would be brutal if you lose that game. So we'll see. And the Kings got to feel very uh, – they got to feel okay. They're up 2-1. They didn't play good last night. They know it. They put it behind them, and they get ready to play on Sunday. Golden State, meanwhile, they beat the Kings without two key players. So they got to feel like they got up off the mat, and they're right back in this series. Again, if I'm looking at this from Golden State's perspective, I don't see how anyone could have looked at that team last night and said, oh, gee, they played well. No, they didn't play well. You know, it's just that the Kings played a lot worse. All right, who's going to be next? Who wants to uh, take it away here and talk about last night's game or anything else going on in sports? I'm happy to do that on this Friday. And if not, I'll make it a quick show today. I'm fine with that, too. You know, I got everyone, beautiful weather. We got temperature in the 80s, about freaking time. Everybody's out and about. I was just out for myself uh, myself for a nice walk. So a lot of people outside. I get that. I'm sure a lot of people are on the golf course if they're getting off work early. Everything else? Yeah, beautiful, you know? Basketball this weekend on Sunday. Connor's going to be watching the hockey tonight, as I will be. Getting ready for the Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. You got James Harden last night. Almost cost this team a win. By the way, if you're going to kick James Harden out, for that last night, you sure as hell are going to kick Draymond Green out for what he did to Sabonis, okay? So, if you know, for the people that think that, gee, the refs are just picking on Draymond Green, uh, did you watch James Harden last night and that elbow? You really think that's worth an ejection? So, you know, again, Draymond Green, all he needs to do is look in the mirror. He's his own worst enemy, right? If he's not playing in a game, he can't blame the refs or anyone else. All right, it's his stupidity year after year after year that gets him into these type of situations. And it wouldn't surprise me again if, if on Sunday the same thing happens and he gets tossed from the game. Would not surprise me at all. He's unable to control his emotions. Everyone knows it. And the Kings, if they were smart, they would bait him into picking up some stupid technicals. That's That, that would be the game plan for me if I'm going against Draymond Green. And yeah, he's won championship. Jay is really good. I get all of that. I get all of that. But we all know he's a loose cannon. He is a loose cannon. All right, what else do you want to talk about today? Hit the hand icon, raise your hand, and if not, we'll wrap up the show and we'll get you ready. But I'd rather get to some phone calls 
And we do have some phone calls. Why don't we say hello to Anita first, and then we'll get to Jeff. Hello, Anita. Good afternoon to you. Hi, Grant. How you doing? I'm well, thank you, Anita. How are you? Um, just uh, getting over a cold, which is why I haven't been able to come out. And so I'm hoping I'll be all well and able to uh, come out and holler at you guys good. on Sunday. So yeah. Awesome. We good. would love that. I would love to see you out there. Yeah, it'd be fabulous. But I was wondering, um, what do you think? And, it, and pretty much everything has been covered and everything has been said. And and I really do agree with the caller previous or two two callers back that said, you know, Davion needs to be exclusively out there when Curry is out there. Yeah, and you right. got to make an adjustment. You know, I mean, you you have to adjust lineup sometimes in playoff. I don't like messing with starting lineup, but we're talking about Steph Curry. So, and if you can wear him out a little bit, you're not going to stop him, but you got to slow him down, and you got to yep. make it as tough as you can. And Davion is our best player to guard him right now. So I think that caller was spot on with that. Um, yeah, I think you're going to have to have more of uh, more of that on Curry. I would agree with that. Yeah, because otherwise he because you can't let him get into a rhythm and get to feeling good and get get the get the Warriors crowd into it. He gets to making threes yep. and does the hands to the ears, and then when that yep. crowd gets going, that feeds the whole team. So you really got to try to cut that uh, down. But uh, my question was, and I don't know if somebody already mentioned it or you already talked about it, but do you think that with uh, that the Warriors are and I, and I, I agree they didn't play well yesterday. But do you think that with the the group they used yesterday in the absence of both um, Peyton uh, the third and of Draymond, that they're a little better with those two out than, or maybe with Draymond out than with them in? Because they do they did use uh, Moody. I don't know why the Kings left him wide open. I really thought that changed the game when he was wide open in the corner yep. for a three yep. with Barnes guarding him. And then the very next time, here's Trey Lyles giving him wide open threes. Those two yep. threes seemed to open it up and we never recovered from them. So I just wondered what your thoughts were on- It's a great question. You know, uh, you know we had Jerry Reynolds on the post-game show last night and he thought that the Warriors without Draymond Green were better offensively. And you just gave a couple of examples to that. So he said, even though they didn't have Draymond Green, he said with the players that played in his place that made the Warriors better offensively. And uh, so there is some truth to that. Absolutely, Anita, there is some truth to that. Yeah, so you have to come out, and I, I just felt like yesterday, and I'm watching on TV, I wasn't even in the arena, but I could feel it. I don't know, but the Kings seem to not bring a lot of that intensity initially, I think because they were concerned, too worried about getting calls, instead of just come out and play the game, and then let, let the you know let the chips fall where they may, refs are going to call what they're going to call, but you can't, you can't pull back your physicality because you're worried about the refs favoring the other team. Make them well, make they calls should. on both ends. Well, they now know what they've, – they've gotten their feet wet on the road in a playoff game. They know what to expect on Sunday. And I would expect them to handle it much better, Anita. I really would. Yeah, I think so, too. I think I think that going into that atmosphere, all right, no other arena on the planet should scare you for the rest of the playoffs if you get past this series. You probably have been in one well, of the toughest situations you're going to find yourself in other than a Game 7 at Arkle, even though it's at home, I'm with you. Yep. I don't want that matchup, not with Steph Curry on the <laughs> other side. I've, I've seen, listen, we've read that book too many times. We know how the story ends. I'm not saying the ending can't be rewritten, but let's not go there. I love it. Thank you, Anita. You have a great Thank weekend. You. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. All right, let's get to uh, Jeff next. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing good, Grant, and you? Very well, thank you. Good, good. 
Are you enjoying playing golf? Are you still out here in Sacramento? Oh, oh yeah, I'm not. I haven't played any golf. I've been working and I haven't had any time to play golf. But thanks for. I wish I was, but I haven't had any time. Oh darn it! Anyways, yeah, the Kings gonna do better than just a two man team. I mean, we can't just rely on Sabonis and Fox. And uh, is it time to change it up with Murray? I mean, he's just not bringing nothing. He's bringing nothing out there. I don't see Mike Brown doing that. I think Mike Brown will go with him. And if he's not being effective, he's going to give him a quick hook. But I, I, I don't see Mike Brown all of a sudden after 85 games changing the way he coaches the team. I really don't. Right. And what are, and what are you, in your opinion, what do they got to do about rebounding? I mean, golly gee, last yeah. night was just pathetic. Yeah, the Warriors got too many crucial rebounds last night. That cannot happen. That, that they just have to concentrate and do a better job on the glass. I know a lot of times the Kings have a tendency to leak out. They want to get the ball and they want to run, but you can't run without the ball. So they actually they, they are going to have to do a better job of rebounding, especially in crucial situations uh, that they did not do a good job in game three. That is for sure. I'm telling you, yeah, Looney got 20 rebounds. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. Yeah, I know. Jeez, that, was, that was incredible. Okay, Grant. Well, you have a good one and enjoy yourself. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. I yeah, look like Dennis Robin out on the floor last night. You know, incredible. All right, don't forget, we will be out uh, at uh, our watch party, both for game four and game five. And I will announce where we'll be on Wednesday night, but uh, we'll be at Daycon Korean Barbecue in Natomas on Sunday. So we're looking forward to that. And then uh, on Sunday, I'll announce where we will be on Wednesday for our watch party kings warriors and you know if you're just a fan of basketball and not a fan necessarily of one of these two teams i really hope you get to see a, a game that's worth watching last night's game was horrible that's one of the worst playoff games that you can see that game was horrible i mean it really was that was absolutely awful terrible game last night and i'm not just saying that because the kings lost that was a really Poor, that was a poorly played game. And, you know, the only guy that really was good on the court last night was Steph Curry doing what he does, you know, with 36 points. I shouldn't say the only one, but he was the guy that stood out. You know, Clay Thompson, I mean, he didn't do much. Five of 15, didn't shoot the ball well from three. You know, again, I didn't understand why De'Aaron ended up playing 38 minutes last night. I, the, thank goodness he did not hurt himself with, you know, four minutes left to go in the game and he's still out there in a blowout. I don't quite understand that. I really don't. But we'll see. You know, you got to forget about last night. You move on and you get ready for a, a brand new game on Sunday. You, you, you know, forget about what happened last night. Doesn't mean anything. Forget about Malik Monk and what he did in game one. It means nothing or game two. You know, each game has its own separate kind of like life to it. it, 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 it each game, it's a different story. Each game is different. I mean, look at game one to game two to game three. All games have, the games have been completely different. They haven't really any similarities in these games. Game one, a real high scoring game, competitive. Game two, low scoring game, very competitive. Last night, low scoring game, not, not competitive. You know, games are different. Playoff games do not, there's no such thing as one game to the next. It's not like a, you know, your four quarter game goes to an eight quarter game to a 12 quarter game, not in the NBA playoffs. The games are different and three games have been played in this series and they've all been different. 
And I expect game four to be totally different than last night. I expect game four to once again be an offensive game. All right? I really do. I, I think that Sunday is going to be – now we, we get an offensive game. And I think an offensive game helps out Sacramento because I think they can score. I think they got more weapons than the Warriors, assuming that everyone's hitting and all cylinders. That could be the case. You know, we still have not seen the Kings, you know, get contributions from, you know, their all their main guys on the same night, right? We're talking about Keegan Murray. We're talking about Kevin Herter. You know, we always talk about Fox and Sabonis and what they do in games one and two. We talk about Monk. But can you imagine if the Kings were able to get a game where Herter's making his threes and Murray's able to stretch the floor and, you know, shoot the way he did during the regular season? Then you could blow the Warriors off the floor. But we haven't seen that yet. Will we see that on Sunday? Probably not. You're probably not going to go into San Francisco at Chase Center and, you know, blow the Warriors off the floor. But, you know, you only have to win by one point. And the Kings weren't going to beat anybody last night. I don't know if the Kings would have won last night against the worst team in the NBA. I really mean that. I don't think they would have beat anybody last night. That's how bad they were. That was a bad look. That was a really bad game. I, I personally believe that was as bad as any game the Kings played this year. You know, I was trying to think of a game this season where I thought the Kings were at, as bad as they were last night. And I, I, you know, again, maybe I glossed over it. Maybe I missed it. But name me a game this season where the Kings look as bad as they did last night. I'm sure maybe there's one or two, but I, I missed it. That was awful. Maybe the San Antonio game, the second to last home game. Maybe that's the game because the Kings were awful in that game. But brutal. All right. So don't forget, Sunday, uh, Daikon, Korean barbecue in the Thomas. Come on down, watch party. And I'm looking forward to it. Hope everybody has a fabulous weekend. Thank you so much. And, you know, don't worry. It's only one loss. I, I've been getting a lot of messages, doom and gloom. Ah, shouldn't have no doom and gloom. If I told you before the season began that entering game four, Sacramento would be up two games to one, you'd be, you know, in the streets having a freaking parade. So look at the big picture. The big picture is you only have to win two games and the Warriors have to win three. You're up two games to one. How many people would not have taken that at the beginning of the series? Yeah, I don't see any hands in the air. Everyone would have taken that. Look at the big picture. The big picture is you have to win two games and they have to win three. Have a great weekend, everybody. Appreciate you. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.